and welcome to the American Patchwork and Quilting Podcast, a podcast aimed at making your quilting life more fun and creative while connecting with quilters just like you. Join the staff of the magazines you love for a great episode filled with tips and tricks. Enjoy! Hi, welcome to the American Patchwork and Quilting Podcast. I'm your host, Beth Peterson, and I'm so excited to welcome you to the show. Today, I'm going to share about a recent UFO I finished and walk you through my process for getting it done. I also chat with Katie Nolan, who makes the cutest quilting-inspired cross-stitch designs. We discuss how she got her start with quilting and cross-stitch, what she loves about cross-stitch, and how she displays her finished projects in her home. Let's get to it. I hate to admit it, but last year I didn't finish many projects. I started quite a few, but just seemed to have lost my quilting mojo. We recently had blizzard conditions with snow and very cold temperatures for the last couple of weeks, so I took advantage of being essentially snowed in to finish up a UFO. It was so cold that I definitely didn't want to leave the house, and I felt like working with some bright, pretty fabrics would improve my mood. The quilt was Scrappy Celebration from the cover of our April 2023 issue, and I started it about a year ago. I'll put the link to that quilt on the show notes page. We hosted a quilt along for this project, so of course I wanted to work on it too. As it seems to go with quilt along sometimes, I started off excited and was following the schedule. I was all caught up, but after a couple of weeks of making blocks, I just wasn't doing much sewing, so I fell behind. When I went to grab the project again, here is how I tackled it. First, I assessed my progress so far. My project tote had all of my finished blocks and supplies and fabric in it, so I first had to go through and see where I left off. There are 13 different block designs for this quilt, so it's a lot to keep track of. I had them neatly labeled, so that was helpful. I did discover that I had cut out pieces for several more of the blocks, so I was thankful to my past self for that. Next, I stitched the blocks together that I had already cut out, and then I was feeling really accomplished since that was very quick progress, which was great. It kept me motivated to continue. After that, I knew I had to see how many more blocks I still had to complete, so I put them up on my design wall to get a good visual of what I had so far. At this point, I found I still had nine blocks to make to finish up the quilt, which was very doable. I did briefly consider just going with what I had and making the quilt smaller overall. That would have been a totally viable option, and if you have a UFO and you just want to get it done, this would be a great way to do it. Ultimately, I decided that making it smaller would make it a weird size, so I decided to press on and just complete the nine blocks. Now I looked at my available block options to see which might be easiest to get done. Some of the blocks in this quilt are more labor intensive and have a lot of small pieces, so I wanted to see if I could add more of the blocks that were a bit easier. For example, I was supposed to make three of block I, but I ended up making six as this one was a lot easier for me. For block H that had a lot more pieces, I just made three instead of five. I also assessed the scraps remaining to see which blocks I could easily complete from those. Since this is a very scrappy quilt, I felt like using up all those extra bits was exactly the spirit of this quilt. I was able to make two blocks just from the leftover scraps I already had cut. However, my scraps seemed to be primarily orange and red, so that meant I now had a lot of warm colors in my quilt. 
In order to balance those, I decided I needed to add some more cool colors. I had a collection of fabrics and I hadn't used much of the purple, so I knew I needed to add more of that. And then one of my favorite colors is teal. And the teal wasn't showing up as much in the overall design just due to the blocks that I picked for the teal fabric. So I knew I wanted to work in more teal as well. That helped me decide which colors I should really focus on for those remaining few blocks. And I picked some of the designs that had stronger swatches of the color to make with the teal and purple. Some of the blocks in this quilt have a lot of background and then less of the print. So I wanted to focus on the ones that had bigger pieces of the colors. I was able to work in a few more background pieces I had left over too, which made it a bit easier as well. Within two evenings of sewing, I had finished all the nine blocks I needed to make and I was ready to work on my layout. This took me a while as I was trying to spread out the colors and the designs of the blocks. Since I had made blocks in different quantities, I couldn't use the original layout. Here's where I like to take a lot of pictures. So this is my process because I feel like looking at the picture gives me a different perspective. I find I'm able to look at the overall composition on my phone and see where I have too much of one color or block design. Something about seeing it smaller helps. I don't see the individual prints as much and I'm able to just judge this as a whole more easily. So my process is usually I have it all on my design wall, I take a photo, then I look at the photo on my phone, and then I see any blocks that I need to move. Then I take another picture, look at it again, and move more blocks. I repeat this process until I'm happy with the quilt and feel that I have a nice balanced look. Then it was time to take the blocks off my design wall and sew them together. My design wall is right behind my sewing machine, so I'm able to take the blocks down in pairs and sew together, then put them back on the wall so I don't get anything mixed up. After spending so much time working on the layout, I didn't want to make a mistake during this part of the process. I was able to get my top sewn together, and now I'm ready to move on to another project. Just sewing for a few evenings really jump-started my sewing again and renewed my enthusiasm for my hobby. I hope this inspires you to get moving on a UFO this month. Even just a little bit of progress really makes a big difference. So if you can sit down for 10 to 15 minutes and just focus on one part of the process, you can get that UFO moving. We'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll chat with Katie. Katie Nolan of Count Your Stitches Designs has combined her love of two hobbies, quilting and cross-stitching. She started designing and selling cross-stitch patterns featuring quilting designs a couple years ago. Katie has partnered with us to provide free cross-stitch patterns in some 2024 issues of American Patchwork and Quilting, and you'll find her first project in the February 2024 issue. This project is free on our website, and Katie is also selling kits for that as well. I'll link to those on the show notes page. Thanks for joining us today, Katie. Why don't you start by giving us a little background on how you got started quilting and what was your first quilt? Thanks for having me. Um, I started quilting at a pretty young age. Um, my aunt, Leslie, taught my mom how to quilt in the 90s. Um, and so when I was about eight or nine years old, I made my first quilt with my mom with a lot of help from my mom. I pretty much just did the piecing. 
and it was a trip around the world quilt and I actually still have it. It's on my daughter's bed right now. What, what does that one look like? Um, it's all squares. There's probably like eight different um, fabrics and there's one in the center and then four around it and then the next color around it kind of like diamond shape going out and it just like one color then another color then another color then another color kind oh, of okay so kind of like a maybe a little more of a medallion kind of design almost. yes yeah but just all the way out I'm probably oh. not describing it very well but um <laughs> yeah kind of like a medallion okay <laughs> So what is your favorite part of quilting and maybe your least favorite? I really like piecing. Maybe maybe um, because of how I made my first quilt, my mom just cut everything out for me and said, here, just sew right here. So that's the part that I still really like, just piecing, chain piecing, putting blocks together. Uh, that's my favorite part. I like that service. I wish I could get that service every time I'm sewing. Someone cuts it out and just hands me to sew. <laughs> I, I still do that when my mom comes to visit. She'll be like, do you want me to cut anything out for you? And she's so much faster at it than me. So I say, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Cut this fabric out for me. <laughs> oh, that is the best mom ever. I love that. Like, I feel like most people don't like the cutting part as much. So to have someone else do that would be really nice. So did you learn to cross stitch at the same time as you learned to quilt then? Yes, it was probably not exactly, but I bet right around the same time, I remember when I was about nine years old, um, the first things that I kind of cross stitched were um, little kits that I think my mom got me they were little Christmas ornaments. So it would be like a little snowman or a little Santa or something. And I remember doing that pretty young, right around nine years old. Okay. What do you love about cross stitch? I love making things with my hands. I think I've come to learn the more and more I think about it. I think it's just so fun to be creative and make something with your hands. But I think what I especially love about it is I am a little bit of an anxious person and I've noticed that um, when I cross stitch, it really calms my anxiety. I think it's something about the repetitive motion. Um, I do it a lot at night after my kids go to bed. That's when I have the most time to do it. So I turn on an audio book or watch a show and can just sit there and cross stitch and it really helps calm my brain down. I love that. Yeah, I think there is something so meditative and zen about stitching. So do you have a favorite quilt block that you seem to use again and again in your designs? I'm really drawn to star quilt blocks. I think that's my favorite in quilting and something that I use a lot in my cross stitch pattern. So almost any kind of star, a sawtooth star, Lemoyne star, Ohio star, I've um, done those all in um, a few of my cross stitch designs. And I would say that that's probably what shows up over and over again in my designs. Classic. Can't go wrong with a star. Yes. <laughs> I have dabbled in cross stitch and I think uh, I did one of those little kits when I was a kid too. It was a bookmark. I remember that. Um, but I haven't done much lately. So is there a particular project you feel is really good to get back into cross-stitching? Actually, the 
cross-stitch design that is in the February 2024 issue of American Patchwork and Quilting, I feel like is a, a great beginner one to start with because it's so small. I feel like any kind of um, design that is small, it's kind of quick and easy to get finished. It doesn't feel too overwhelming. So something like that, a mini design. I have a few of those in my shop too. Any of my mini designs, I feel like that's where I would send a beginner to start with. Yeah, you want to have a nice, quick, easy finish right away that, that can help build on that success. Yes. So what supplies would you say are essential for getting started? I really like this question because I feel like cross-stitch supplies are not as expensive or overwhelming as having to buy all the supplies to make a quilt. So really all you need to get started is cross-stitch cloth, a needle, floss, and scissors. If you have those things, you can do a project. I think that as you go on, you might add some things like I stitch a lot at night. So I use like a special light. Sometimes I wear reading glasses, you know, but pretty much if you have those things, you can get started. I love that. And I think the great thing about cross stitch too, is it's so portable. So you can bring that with you, you know, if you're waiting in at the doctor's office or, you know, in line to pick up kids or things like that. I agree totally. That is one of my favorite things about it. When we go on trips, I can do it in the car if my husband's driving, just like you said, waiting for appointments, waiting to pick up the kids. Uh, I do it when my kids are doing gymnastics. It's just something I can bring with me and do pretty much anywhere I go. Do you ever meet other crafters while you're out and about with your uh, projects then? I did. Yes. I was at gymnastics the other night and another another mom said, oh, I should have brought my stitching with me. And so we were talking a little bit. She does more um, embroidery, um, but it was kind of fun that she saw me doing that and thought, oh, I should bring mine along next time. Yeah, get a little club going. Yes. (laughs) So do you like to display your cross stitch designs around your house? And how do you do that typically? Um, Most of my designs are framed in just like a picture frame. So they're kind of like little mini quilts hanging up all around my house. I have some on my mantle. I have a little gallery wall that has a couple of cross stitches in it. And then my um, office slash sewing room has a lot of my designs just framed, hung up or on a shelf. This year, though, one of my goals is to try to start finishing them in different ways than just framing them. I've seen lots of people do really cool things like pin cushions. And for the magazine this year, we are finishing a couple of the projects in some fun new ways that are exciting. (laughs) Great. Yeah. So the next design you have featured will be in the June issue. When you're framing the cross-stitch designs, is there, do you just buy frames off the shelf or do you get them custom framed? What what do you recommend for that? Um, I've been really lucky. I kind of actually try to make my designs fit a typical frame, like a standard frame. And I have been able to find frames even on Amazon that are kind of not the standard size. A lot of my designs are square. And so it's I've been able to find like a 12 inch square frame 
But I do know that a lot of people get theirs custom framed. It's just kind of expensive to do that. So I try really hard (laughs) to not have to do that. I've even found old frames at yard sales. Sometimes I find the frame first and I think, ooh, what could I design that would fit into this frame? (laughs) Perfect. Do you usually frame them with the glass or without? Without glass. Okay. That's my preference. Do you have a favorite way to organize your cross-stitch items? Um, One of the ways that I like to organize my floss, I've tried many different ways. I've tried bobbins, floss drops, you name it. I've probably tried it. Um, I actually like to um, wrap my floss around a clothespin and the clothespin kind of clamps the floss so it doesn't unravel on its own. And I write the little, um, number, like if it's a DMC, I write DMC and the number on the end of the clothespin. Um, and then I organize those all kind of by color group. So I have a bin of red ones, a bin of blue ones. Um, and that's been my favorite way to organize my floss. I like that. That sounds like a really affordable way to organize too. Yes, it is. You can buy those in bulk. (laughs) (laughs) Your mom is Valerie Krieger and her work has also appeared in American Patchwork and Quilting. So people who have all those old copies, it's in the April 2015 issue and it was titled Get Comfy. So that must have been fun to let her know you were going to appear in the magazine as well. Have any of your mom's designs inspired your cross-stitch patterns? Yes. First of all, she was so excited. She's like my number one fan. So when I told her about it, she was so excited for me. And actually, um, a few of her patterns have inspired my designs, including Get Comfy from the magazine. My design um, hometown is based on her quilt in that copy of the magazine. Um, I've also done a few other ones. Um, my design, Broad Stripes, Bright Stars, and XOXO are based on some of her quilts. And then I was able to work with her together um, with Lisa Bonjean at Primitive Gatherings. My mom designed a quilt along for them called Meet Me in the Garden, and I made a matching cross-stitch to go along with that. Oh, I love that you can work with your mom in this way. That is just such a fun project. It's very fun to work with her. So we're kind of moving away from like kind of the cross-stitch and quilting. And it sounds like you've moved around a lot as a military spouse. Where was the favorite place you've lived? Um, We have moved around a lot. And um, I have a few favorite places that we've lived. One of my favorite places is North Carolina. We lived out near the coast, but my husband's grandparents lived near Asheville, Carolina, North Carolina in the Blue Ridge Mountain area. And we loved visiting them. That is such a beautiful place. And we would drive over there every chance we could just to hang out in that area. And then um, we also lived in Spokane, Washington. And I really liked it up there too. There were so many outdoorsy things to do. Um, It had four seasons and um, I just really liked it there. And now we're living in Illinois and we also, I really like this place. My husband does too. Um, So far, we've only lived here since July, but we are really liking it here so far as well. Sounds like you're maybe a mountain girl. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I love mountains, outdoorsy things, and 
I love four seasons. I know not everybody loves snow, but we just had our first snow a few days ago and it was awesome. I loved it. (laughs) Uh, Do you have a favorite local quilt shop in any of the areas that you've lived that you would love to give a shout out to? In Al- we were in Alabama, and it wasn't actually close to where we were living, but they have a cute little quilt shop in Alabama called Front Porch Quilts, I think. And then when we were in Washington, there was one called Bear Paw Quilting. And um, we haven't actually been here very long, so I haven't gotten to explore any Illinois quilt shops yet, but I'm on the hunt. I'm on the lookout for good ones. Like you get to do your own little uh, shop hop from moving around so much. Yes. (laughs) You mentioned that you love to read as another of your hobbies. Do you have a favorite book you read in 2023? Yes, I do. I actually have a couple of favorites I I have a really hard time picking one favorite for things. (laughs) Um, I'm in a book club with some other military spouses. Um, We do it virtually once a month um, because we're all living in different parts of the country. And we read some really good ones last year. I think my favorite was Remarkably Bright Creatures. That was a really good book. And we also all really liked Fourth Wing. (laughs) We read that towards the end of the year and everybody... We, we had a good time reading that one. I read both those books last year as well. Really, really loved Remarkably Bright Creatures. Such a unique book. And one of the characters is an octopus. So it is a little bit uh, fantastical, but it was a really, really unique read if, if you're looking for a book to read. Yes, I agree. I think that's what makes it so great. It was so unique. <laughs> All right, we will wrap up with some rapid fire questions. These can go for either quilting or cross stitch, but what is your favorite or most used notion? Um, I think my favorite one for cross stitch is I like to stitch in a hoop or a frame. Um, and my favorite frame to use is called a Q snap frame. I really like that because it doesn't leave a huge dent in my cloth when I'm stitching. Um, it's also shaped like a square and most of the designs that I stitch are square. Um, so you don't have to move your fabric around as much to get to the little corners instead of using like a circle hoop. And then I do have another one I stitch a lot at night, so I actually use a reading lamp, like an adjustable reading lamp that I wear around my neck and point that right at my stitching so that I can see at night. (laughs) I've been finding myself thinking that I need one of those lately. Do you have any pets who assist you in your crafting room? Yes, we have um, a 10-year-old miniature dachshund named Willie. Um, and he is the best little lap dog. So when I am stitching at night on the couch, he loves to just cuddle up next to me in a blanket and snuggle while I stitch. Oh, that's so cozy. Is there something that's still on your quilting or, or cross stitch bucket list? Oh, I have one for each. I would love to make a Dear Jane quilt someday. That is a pretty big bucket list item because I think um, a lot of times people make those hand pieced. So if I do it that way, I think that's something that will be over my lifetime (laughs) that I work on. (laughs) And then um, for cross stitch, I have one of my favorite designers is Liz from 
Um, her company is Hello from Liz Matthews, and she is doing the 12 Days of Christmas as cross-stitch designs. I think she's up to like eight maids of milking, I think, and I'd love to do all of those when she um, comes out with the last one. I have a few of them already, um, but I haven't started stitching any of them, so... <laughs> that must be a large project, a large scale, right? Because is it every maid you're actually stitching out eight maids? Yeah. Well, yeah, the maids are kind of small, um, but they're they're just like the cutest little designs. So she has one cross stitch design for each number. So it probably will take me quite a bit of time, but I just love the way they look. They're beautiful. That sounds really cute. Is there a new skill that you would like to learn or improve upon? Yes, um, I've found that I just really love any um, hand stitching, embroidery, quilting, anything like that. And I would actually really like to try hand quilting. So I'm making um, like a lap size quilt right now that I think I want to try and hand quilt. Uh, hand quilting is really kind of, I think, experiencing a resurgence, and I just love the look of it. And it's again, it's that it's that handwork I think that is really nice to just sit and work on something with your hands. Yes, I agree. Tell us about something that you're proud of, and this could be a career highlight or a quilting or cross stitch accomplishment. Being in the magazine, being asked to be in the magazine, was quite a career highlight for me. Um, it was super exciting when I was asked to do that. And then other than that, anytime I've been able to um, collaborate with anybody um, like my mom, or I've done a few things with Lisa Bonjean and Sherry McConnell, um, just that they have the faith to say, would you like to work with me on this project? And they just trust me to make a good design. Um, that feels like quite the accomplishment to be able to work with such amazing people like that. And is there a favorite color scheme you like to use for your designs? Um, my favorite color is blue. So I think I add blue in to a lot of my designs. Um, my first design that I created kind of was based on like a two-tone quilt so um, I love blue and white quilts and I've actually been wanting to make um, another design like that. Um, and then other than that, I really like seasonal color palettes. So I think when I go into designing, I think, okay, I want this to feel like fall. So I'll think of colors that remind me of fall. Um, that's kind of my design process. Okay. Would you say you do more quilting or more cross-stitching? Right now, I probably do more cross-stitching. I think since that is um, my business, that's kind of what I focus on a little bit more. And quilting is more just like a hobby. Cross-stitching, too, still feels like a hobby because it does relax me when I do it. But I think I um, spend more of my time cross-stitching. Eventually, though, I would also like to make quilt pattern designs I just haven't fully learned how to do it yet but one day I'd like to okay so how do you make time for your hobby of quilting and reading when your you know business is the cross stitch 
Um, I feel like I just try and squeeze in little bits anywhere that I can. My children, my daughter's in school full time and my son goes to school twice a week. So I get a lot of time on the days that they're both at school. Um, And that's the first year that he's been in school. So that extra time while he's at school has been really helpful. Other than that, I do a lot of stuff after they go to bed at night. I just use those couple of hours at night to squeeze in what I can. So I, I kind of just do it whenever I have a moment. <laughs> I squeeze in a little bit of crafting time. <laughs> it's important to make that time for those things that kind of recharge us and relax us a little bit. So I think that too, it's just, if you can get, you know, 10 minutes in at the sewing machine or with a book, it's really worth it. Yes, I agree. Okay. And do you do any, you know, teaching or classes or anything like that? That's something that I would love to do eventually. My mom actually teaches quilting classes at her local quilt shop. um, And she always tells me that I should try doing something like that. And I think as my kids get older, that's something um, that I'd like to do eventually when I have a little bit more free time to be able to spend toward doing something like that. Did you um, make your kids uh, quilts at all? Did you make them baby quilts when they were babies? Oh, yes. Yeah, I've made each of them a baby quilt. Yeah. Do you have a favorite baby quilt pattern or did you make something different for each one? I made, um, my mom makes, um, the patterns that she makes are called Holly Bunch patterns. My grandparents actually used to have a quilt shop in Michigan um, called Hearts to Holly. And they would do these fabric bundles that were 12 fat quarters in a bundle. So all of my mom's Holly Bunch patterns are 12. They use 12 fat quarters plus a little bit extra for borders. And she's, I think, designed like 25 or 30 of those. Um, So that's what I make a lot of. They're like, they're kind of like a good lap size, baby quilt size. So I've made a lot of those patterns. And I think if I remember right, my daughters and my sons were each a different Holly Bunch pattern. Okay. Well, that's handy using 12 fat quarters. Does she sell those patterns somewhere then? She does. I keep telling her that I need to help her make her own Etsy shop so that she can sell them online. Um, But she sells those. Oh, I should have shouted out this quilt store um, where she teaches in Las Vegas. It's called the Christmas Goose. And she sells them there. She teaches there and sells patterns there. Okay. So where can our listeners find you? Um, I have an Instagram. It's count your stitches designs. And then I also have an Etsy shop. It's um, Count Your Stitches Co. Thank you so much for joining us today. It was so fun to chat and and hear a little bit about a different craft since we oftentimes talk to so many quilters on our podcast. So it's great to hear about somebody who's doing some cross stitch too. Thank you. It's been so fun to chat with you. And I love sharing about cross stitch. I hope all the quilters out there that maybe used to do cross stitch will pick it up and try it again. <laughs> well, your designs are so adorable. I, I think that they will be inspired. Thank you.
Check out Katie's Instagram, Count Your Stitches Designs, to see all the cross-stitch patterns she has available. Many of her photos show her projects framed, and she has examples of her embroidery floss organization method she mentioned using clothespins. Check the show notes page for links to the products she mentioned, see her mom's Get Comfy quilt and her version, and links to the quilt shops she shouted out. Until next time, stay warm by cuddling up under your favorite quilt. all and thanks for listening keep in touch american patchwork and quilting is on facebook pinterest and instagram at all people quilt email us at apqpodcast at meredith.com resources for this week can be found at allpeoplequilt.com slash podcast and if you love the american patchwork and quilting podcast please subscribe on your favorite podcast app for free and don't forget to rate and review the show it helps other quilters find us Have a creative week.